The time has come. Turn your speakers up. You are now listening to the Business of Your Mind podcast with Felipe Barganier. Brought to you by Gab International. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is Felipe Barganier with the Business of Your Mind podcast. Man, it is a pleasure and an honor to be doing this show tonight. This week was rough, but it is what it is. As many of you all know, the topic of this show is good grief. And the reasoning for me doing this show is a today is today is the it's my mom's birthday. She's been gone from us since 2018. And um I wasn't gonna do this show, y'all. I wasn't gonna do it. I was like, you know, um man, that's a that's a a, a rough a rough one. You know, I didn't know how I was going to feel, but I was like, you know what? I got a lot of friends, family, and just people that during certain times when they're grieving don't understand that you can have good grief. And I trust me, when my mom passed away, the last thing I was worried about was grieving good. You know, people say all kind of crazy stuff to you, you know, when you're, you know, when you, when you lose a loved one. And, and that's because pe- people really don't know, you know, things like, um, you know, they're in a better place. You know, call me if you need me. No, you call me <laughs> because I might not be doing OK. So I try to make sure that I reach out to people, you know, when, you know, when they lose a, 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 a parent, a child, a spouse or anybody. I mean, anybody close to you. And when I um when I think about all the times in my life that I've grieved, whether it was the death of my mom, the death of of a, of a mother-in-law uh, in a previous marriage, the death of my grandma, uh, shoot, me growing up as a kid, believing that my dad was deceased, I was like, what did I do to get through those things? in a positive space, because we all know that uh, it's easy to take that alternate route, you know, and go down a negative rabbit hole and just have this woe is me attitude to where all you're thinking about, all you're doing is moping and you're sad. And that stuff is okay because that's part of grieving. When I was going through the death of my mom and everything else that was going on at the time, you know, you also grieve during divorce. People don't realize that you grieve during divorce, you know, a breakup, you know, it's all, it's all grieving. But what I want to tell you is that all that pain, all that energy that you have during that time can be used in profound ways to help you manifest the greatest the, the greatest things that you've ever accomplished in life. And what I mean by that is, is that when I look back on when my mom passed, for instance, 
like my heart dropped, you know, and for weeks it just felt like, you know, it felt like I was in a dream. I didn't want to eat. You know, I got depressed, got anxious because my mom was supposed to be here for me. You know, I was going through a divorce. So, you know, to not have that person that I knew that would be by my side, no matter what, believing in me and, you know, supporting me through that, through what was one of the most emotional and trying times of my life. It was difficult. And when I think about all the things that it took, all the energy it took for me to wake up in the morning, to get out of bed, to try to make sure that I did not stop living, even though I just lost my mom. It was hard. And I want to tell anybody out there that is going through that right now that, look, I'm not going to tell you it's going to be easy, but what I will tell you is that you're going to get through it. And the question that I have for you is, do you want to get through it in a healthy way or do you want to get through it in a depressed way? And... I'm not saying that any other suggestions that I'm going to make tonight. You're not doing anything wrong when you're grieving. I, I have great people say crazy stuff to me like, uh, you know, you got to get over that. You got to get past that. And I'm like, what in the helicopter do you mean? I got to get over my mom passing away. Like, what does that, who says that to somebody? But when you're going through the grieving process, a lot of people, most of us are not equipped to assist people during those times. And a lot of times we just need to be there and be like, hey, you know, I'm here for you. I'm going to check in on you. Don't try to offer advice or any of that. Thank you for the praying hands, Val. And when you're going through the grieving process, it's important that you have people that are extremely supportive around you because you're going to have times where you are going to break down. You are going to have times where you are going to cry. You are going to have times when you might feel like giving up. All of that. And that's totally natural. But what I want to tell you is that Embrace those emotions, but don't dwell in those emotions. Do not, dis not, do not disconnect yourself from those that you know, love, and care about you. Make sure that as you're going through the process of reconciling within yourself any grievances that you may have had, anything that you may have forgotten to say any mistakes that you feel like you made or that person may have made. Make sure that you reconcile all that stuff and that you do not let yourself get stuck in an unhealthy negative place. When I think about my mom and how she left, my mother wasn't sick. I didn't have the time to 
uh, for lack of a better way of saying this, properly internalize the fact that she would not be here. She was only six to seven years old. So with that, it was difficult for me to truly understand and comprehend how she could be gone so fast. And I went into a a state of confusion because you all have heard me speak about my mother before on this show. And my mom, you know, my mom, you know, she was, she was a mom, but you know, my mom, she wasn't the greatest mom in the world, but she was my mom. You know what I'm saying? You know, and she had, you know, her own issues, her own ways, you know, and fortunately for us, we were able to, to uh, come to resolution and the terms on a lot of this stuff. But, but my mom had some things that, you know, that um weren't healthy per se for our relationship as mother and son. That relationship is also the basis for the book that I'm, I appreciate my homie Val and everybody else that pre-ordered the book. It's, it's finished now. I got a meeting with the editor tomorrow. It's the, it's the basis of that particular book because what I realized was that as parents, it is a difficult proposition for us to try to raise children. It is extremely difficult for, for a parent that may have been raised in an abusive or toxic situation to raise a child. And my mother, she had a lot of toxic tendencies. And when she passed away, I was thankful that I had started telling my mother that I loved her and that she got to see me accomplish a lot, got, got to see me expand my business to China, got to see me, you know, get recognized and do a lot of things. And she saw her son be successful. But what I, what I felt like was that my mother was stolen from me after we reconciled all of our grievances. And I'm going to tell you, it is extremely important for you to reconcile whatever you can with whether it's a spouse, a former spouse, or your spouse, or brother, sister, parent. I ain't saying you got to fall in love with them, but what I'm saying is don't let tomorrow kick you in the arse and somebody passes away and y'all could have squashed something. Because what's going to happen during the grieving process is that you're going to start to internalize, especially somebody close to you, like a parent, a child, a loved one, just anybody that you possibly a friend that, that you may have fallen out with. And when you're grieving, all of that stuff comes up because now guess what? You can no longer air out those grievances. You can no longer say, I'm sorry. You can no longer say, I love you. You can no longer do any of that. And one of the components of you being able to grieve and have good grief, I feel, is that you air out all the dirty laundry before that person is gone. 
And when you're doing that, it will alleviate your need to want to consistently maybe feel bad about yourself, bad about that per- that person. And the grief that you're having during that time, it will allow you to now channel that, I don't want to call it bad grief, but that negative energy grief into positive energy. And that's where we get on the topic of good grief. When my mother passed away, in 2018, that year, I, I, I know I ain't have good grief anywhere. Like it was, <laughs> if it was not for my friends, my kids, and a couple of bottles of, <laughs> of Hennessy, you know, uh, you know, 2018 might have took a brother out because I was like, I was, I was going through it, you know, I. To be totally transparent, you know, um, you know, I, I I didn't want to move. I was eating a lot, uh, and at one point in time, you know, I actually had uh, suicidal thoughts because I was going through a, a nasty divorce at the time, and my mother was no longer here. So I, I literally felt like I had nobody. Like I felt like, you know, it was just me against the world, baby. You know. Um, and it's like I look back on all the negative thoughts that I had, you know, regarding, you know, not having my mother here. How would I move on? She was the one person that I could count on. So I went through all of the different steps. I had a I had a few good friends of mine that kept me grounded during the time. They kept me focused on the prize. They kept me focused on the fact that, look, man, your mom, what would she want you to do? When she left here, how did she leave you? Think about the positive things that your loved one would want you to do or even the positive things that they that maybe you all had dreamed about doing together. One of the things I want to do for my mom and her memory is open up a private school. And I will be doing that. But when you don't have the right people or the right mindset, it's very difficult for you to go through the grieving process. And today, with it being my mother's birthday, I... I, I <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this show tonight. I was thinking about, you know, everything from, you know, trying to stave off crying. And I was like, nah, what would my mama want me to do? And I realized that what I'm doing right now is going to help somebody. I appreciate all the calls and text messages and emails and just everything, all the love that I've been receiving on tonight and on today from everybody. 
I just want to make sure that uh, everybody can see uh, see somebody comment that they can't see anything. All right. And I want to make sure that I know that on today, with all the comments and messages that we get after every show, that this show in particular, I want to show you what I did to get through. One of the first things I did was I read a lot of books on energy. I started studying energy and the purpose of energy. And we all realize that the energy that we have in our bodies, the energy that we have to put out negative things or to put out positive energy, it's all, it all comes from the same place. You only have so much energy. So would you rather use the, the, the grieving process to manifest bad <laughs> or to manifest good. And these are all things that I had to reconcile within myself because to be totally transparent, like I felt like for since <laughs> the worst things that happened to me was unfortunately two divorces, you know, and but I mean I had a bit my you know, my business was booming, my, you know, my life was good, you know, making money, but I had you know, not really lost somebody that close to me. I lost, you know, a mother-in-law, you know, a former mother-in-law. But I had never lost a mom. I had never lost somebody that close to me. Losing my grandmother, yes, that was a profound. But my grandmother was 83 when she passed away. So you can reconcile that. I I I couldn't understand my mother leaving. So as I started to go through 2018 and understand that I can't stay in this place, I got a business to run. (laughs) And it was hard as to have my reps call me, to have people call me and contact me, clients. I need this. I need that. I need, I want to cuss some folks out. Like, Hey, look, can y'all back off me for about a year? Give me a year. (laughs) I need y'all to chill because I'm still tasked with running the company, writing magazines, you know, writing articles, doing everything that I do all while, while inside I'm hurting, putting on this, facade, this face of, oh, everything is great. Everything is wonderful. While I feel like my whole world is just in shambles because of my mom passing. And once I started to do the self-work and the self-healing, which happened, it took about a year to be totally transparent, everybody. It took about a year for me to totally get to a place to where now, instead of me 
breaking down and crying or randomly. I remember one time I was talking to my kids and, you know, I got, I got, you know, an older kid. I got, you know, two young ones. My daughter, she was, I think, nine at the time. My son was, my baby boy was like, he was two. And literally, I broke down crying in front of them. This was not when she passed. This was like maybe eight months after she passed. And like, it was, it was around this time. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was around this time. And, um, I just broke down and started crying. And I remember my son, who was two and who could barely speak English, you know. If, if you got a two-year-old, you know, they they speak, you know. Yeah, Vivian, oh, Vivian, yeah, you, you know, trying to do all that and, you know, shoot. And I was going through a divorce. So then, I, you know, it was it was crazy. It was like good, good grief. Good, good grief, yeah. The title of the show, Good Grief. Um, you know, it was, it was difficult trying to be there for my, my, my kids and my son didn't really understand, you know, what was doing. I remember him coming up to me and wiping the tear from my eyes. Y'all know my little baby boy, Jock, that's, that's my heart. Like he's, he's like the, the, the sweetest little four-year-old in, in the universe, uh, you know, but I remember him coming up to me, you know, just, you know, he was too like, you know, daddy, what's wrong? I think that's what he said. You know, I couldn't really understand him, but, you know, <laughs> that was my interpretation of his two-year-old lingo. You know, he got, he got a two-year-old Ebonic slang going on, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, he was trying to form his words, but, you know, and I remember my daughter looking at me like, you know, she ain't know what to do, you know, like, hey, dad crying, like, wait a minute, my dad don't cry? My dad is a, uh, you know, he's a very well put together man. Like he don't, I, I, I've never seen him cry. And um, at that point, I was like, wait, hey, hey, I gotta, I gotta. Okay, it was cool for them to see me cry, but I gotta fix this. Like, it ain't cool for me to be breaking down in the middle of Chuck E. Cheese. You know what I'm saying? Cause somebody see you have a birthday. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't. I can't be breaking down in the middle of in the middle of Walmart, you know, at self checkout. You know, I, I I just can't be breaking down everywhere, and you know, if, and if y'all encountered me during that time, y'all probably like, "Dang, Felipe, you all right, though?" <laughs> you know, but <clears throat> all fun and jokes aside, understanding the purpose of that grieving energy and understanding that energy, whether it's grieving energy, uh, energy, you know, ang- angry energy, sexual energy, all, all energy can be harnessed for good. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when I think about the good grief and when I think about what I started to focus on during that time. Matter of fact, that was actually around the time when I first thought about writing this book, And Dead Beat Your Son. That's why it's taking taking me so long to finish it. <laughs> I see two two of my supporters on right now, Vivian and Val. I appreciate y'all. 
Um, and like and Vivian, like I told, I don't know if you were on earlier, but um, the book is finished. Meet one my editor tomorrow so we can go ahead and get this thing out, out of here. Um, but the purpose of the book was to make sure that people understood when you're raising a son the right way. And my mama, she did a lot of stuff. She, you know, <laughs> a lot of stuff I learned. I learned because my mother got me around positive men. So what I started doing was, was I started going, okay, here's a challenging day. I think the the first time I had to do this was Mother's Day of 2019. I was like, okay, it's Mother's Day. You know, and of course, if anybody, you know, I know a couple of people that are watching right now know that um, how it feels to lose a parent. And you know how difficult it is when you lose a parent. So I I realized when I, uh, thank you, Vivian. I appreciate that. When you lose a parent, you lose really your first friend, your first best friend, your first love. I lost all of that. And I know, again, people listening, So what I, what I, what I started doing was on Mother's Day, like the week of, because I was like, I know, here we go, go one of those days when everybody on Facebook is, oh, I love my mama, and <laughs> you know, mama here, you know, I went from mama, you know, and everybody just, you know, and I don't think, and, and to not, because I was doing it prior to my mother passing. I mean, it's no fault or shade of anybody that still has their parent hold on and cherish that because one day that person will not be. But it's hard for people that have lost a parent to see that and then also understand and reconcile, especially if it's new, why their parent is not here. It's because like sometimes it feels like it ain't fair. So what I did was that week, the last movie that my mother and I saw with all the kids was, uh, I believe it was, was it Black Panther? It was one of the Marvel movies. So we just watched Marvel movies that weekend. That's all I did, watch Marvel movies. Like if my, if my mom was here, I said, okay, this it's work. This work. I started thinking about all the things that we used to do together. So I, I enjoyed our favorite meals together, all of that. Then the next time I was like, okay, I see how that works. So the next time was a few weeks after that. It's my birthday. And if you all know or may not know <clears throat> that my mother passed away two days after my birthday. And the last time I spoke to my mom was on my birthday. So 
that in itself is a tremendous undertaking has been every year to go through that because it's like, I'm supposed to be celebrating my birthday, but my mom, it's like too much going on. If y'all understand what I'm saying, it's too much going on. So when I saw that that time was coming up, I wrote down everything that I wanted to accomplish. I said, okay, let me focus on my needs. Let me focus on my business. Let me focus on what is it that I want to manifest during this time using this energy. And I got real deep and dug deep down in that about week, week and a half. I was hyper-focused on, I lined up meetings galore and just harnessed all that energy because the one thing that I knew my mother was proud of was the fact that her son was a very successful businessman. And I was like, let me honor her by taking this energy and manifesting the greatest week of meetings in the history of my business. And I did that. And it worked. Every, it's, it's like everything I did that week, it seemed like it turned, it, it turned to gold. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I can, I can do this. So when I have a negative thought about my mother now, whether it's, you know, um, you know, feeling lonely because she's not here or just thinking that why did it, why did it take so long for us to resolve the issues that we had growing up? Why did it take so long for me to gain an understanding of that my mother is human? Because as I started grieving and started having the good grief, I started thinking about, okay, my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom. My mom had always, I saw her all her life struggle. She was a teacher with a master's degree, struggling. So I started channeling the energy to make sure that my mom, as she looked down upon me, that she could see me doing things that maybe she wanted to do because I saw my mom. My mama was a hustler, y'all. <laughs> my mama had, she, she talked during the day, worked at Walmart, Macy's at nighttime. 
sold Encyclopedia Britannica. If anybody remember, if you remember Encyclopedia Britannica, you know, I know the kids watching there like, what is an encyclopedia? It is a book of answers. <laughs> it ain't like the internet. You, know, you can type on the internet now. You, you might not get the right answer. But the Encyclopedia Britannica basically was our, was our Google. And it was a lot of books. I know y'all probably know the book now, you know, nowadays. But she used to sell Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Britannica at nighttime. And I saw her try a bunch of different things. And it's like, I'm assuming that they never worked. So I'm like, okay, my mom, she actually, she obviously had the entrepreneurial spirit, but she never got to where she desired to go. And I started seeing that she was living vicariously through me. Absolutely, Vivian. It was our fact checker. And it, it was, hopefully it was right, but I know it was righter than Google. These kids Google everything, you know. If it's on Google, it's the truth. Nah, I showed it. <laughs> no. <laughs> you got you to gotta fact check Google sometimes because Google will have you thinking all kind of crazy stuff. And, and I'm not going to get political, but y'all know what I'm talking about. You know? But, um, When I'm going through my day-to-day life and I know that there were a lot of things that my mother and I discussed me doing and actually us doing together are things that I know that she wanted to do. So I've got a list of things that I've internalized to make sure that when I'm thinking about my mother, if I get into a depressive state, because I'm not going to lie, this week, even with all this good grief, it ain't been easy. I I purposely, this week, because I wanted to make sure that I was able to pour out into this show, I did not schedule a lot of meetings this week. Had a couple. But I didn't schedule a lot of meetings because I wanted to make sure that I was able to be present and be fully present in this moment. When I think about what it's taken for me to get an understanding of the purpose of death, the purpose of transition, It's allowed me to no longer have to feel bad about the passing or mourning of my mom. It's allowed me to realize that all she did was pass the baton. We all got to leave. We all got to leave here. And I know that some of us, I know some people that watch the show, have lost their parents due to COVID. They want to talk about people leaving here unexpectedly. This year has done that to a lot of people. COVID has come through and destroyed families. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day that has lost their mother, their father, and both grandparents this year due to COVID. And 
I know that there's a lot of pain when you're thinking about why this person left. Why did, how did my whole family get wiped out? All the elders in my family are gone. And I know it's probably tough. I can only imagine. But what I want to tell you is that they're still with you. And allow their memories to allow you to manifest the greatest version of yourself. I'm not saying it's not going to be easy. And I'm not saying it's not going, you're, not going, you're still not going to be sad. But what I will tell you is that you will summon a power within yourself. And you will be amazed at how, because that's a strong, the grieving energy, that negative grieving energy where you're crying and feeling sad and feeling like giving up. That energy is extremely powerful. Once you channel that energy, into you being able to no longer cry, you will start crying tears of joy. Once you're able to channel that energy to positive thoughts and start thinking about the positive things that you all did together because you weren't crying when they were alive. Try to get yourself to a happy place, a happy thought pattern regarding them. What were some things that you enjoyed doing together? Think about that. What was something crazy or funny that that person did? Think about that. Try to put yourself in the moment. Think about it. A time where you and this person were the happiest. Internalize that. Then stay right there. Keep that thought in your head. As you're doing that, begin to write down the things that maybe some things that you all talked about doing together. My mother and I, unfortunately, we never got to go to some of my favorite places. So she was cremated. So one of the things that I did in um, in June of 2019 was I took her ashes down to Florida with me right after the anniversary of her uh, her death. And I took her to one of my favorite beaches, Hollywood Beach down in Florida. And I put ashes in the water, just spread them out because she always said she wanted to be, uh, her, her ashes to be spread at, at the sea. So, and when I did that, I, it's like she was with me. So now when I go there, it's like I go there and I visit my mom, even though I know that she's not physically there. It's the, it's to, to me, it's like visiting a gravesite. 
And I also have some of my favorite clients there. And so I'm, I have to go down there on business quite frequently. But what it did was, was that it gave my mom and I a special place that only I know where she, her ashes were spread. And of course, my sister and my niece also, we can all go down there or anybody else in the family, anybody else they want to know. But that now is a special place for me and my mom. So if you can find something that maybe you desire to do with that person and you never got the chance to do it, something that that person wanted to do, do it. And maybe you take something that that person cherished or something that you gave that person or or something that that are you can that 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 are you created and take it there and leave it i'm telling you it will help you that will allow you to start to have positive post grief memories i'm not saying it's going to solve the hole that's now left in your heart But what it will do is it will allow you to start to have a healthy post-grieving life. This year with COVID has been one of the most difficult years for me because I haven't been able to go to my special place because because of COVID. I haven't been to Florida. I haven't been to that part of Florida. And almost a year now, and I was going there two, three times a month down to, my, to the Miami area. So now it's like I haven't been able to get to that place to where I could spend that time with her. If y'all, if y'all understand what I'm saying, just say amen or something. <laughs> so I can know I ain't sounding crazy on her. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, because of that, I start to really focus on making sure that everything that I do is in honor of my mom. Thank you, Val. Thank you, Phil. When I think about my mom and the legacy that I know she wanted to leave and the legacy that I know I am destined to leave. I use every resource that I can. And I realize that that grieving energy can take you to places that you have no idea because what you got to remember is, and I don't know what you subscribe to, but I'm going to say that you use the word God, God, the universe. The universe feels your pain, good or bad. The universe feeds your energy, good or bad. Realize that everything around us is energy. 
everything. You are energy. <laughs> you just have a physical appearance. But the reason why you get electrocuted is because you are a conductor of energy. The reason why electricity likes you is because you are a conductor of energy. It sees itself in you. It is attracted to you. And the energy that it takes for you to manifest the greatest version of yourself or to manifest your dreams is within you. So as you're grieving, whatever it is, and we're talking about my mom today, we're talking about death, but it can be any type of grief. Grieving losing the job. You definitely can grieve when you lose a job. You making $100,000 a year and you still even put you at the paycheck and they fire you tomorrow or 20000 or whatever amount of money you're making. And they say tomorrow, uh, we got to let you go. There's going to be some grief there. So now are you going to lose that grief to become depressed and give up on yourself? I implore you to use that grief to become the greatest version of yourself by focusing on positive things, taking actionable steps that are going to make sure that as you're moving down the court of life, that you are doing everything within your power to make a positive impact, not only for yourself, but for your heirs. Everything I do is for my kids. Putting this headphone on at 8 o'clock on Wednesdays and making sure that I have a message for everybody. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Got everything to do with you and these children of mine. Yeah, I said children. I'm from the South. <laughs> Call it Hawk in the house. <laughs> uh, once you realize that regardless of the type of grief that it is it is all grieving you will have learned how to hack your life One of the principles of success is that you learn how to block out all the negativity. One of the reasons why I have been so successful is because as a child, I learned how to grieve early. When I was six years old, my mama told me my daddy was D-E-A-D, dead. Five, six, somewhere around. Of course, I don't remember what age it was, but it, it was it was early, five or six. So I learned how to grieve early. So everything I did as a child, from slanging bags of candy at school, <laughs> slanging bags of uh <laughs> of Kool-Aid, was for the purpose of my me honoring my deceased father. Anytime my mama got mad at me and spanked me, I would pray to my deceased 
father and use the memory of my deceased father to become the greatest version of that little boy. If anybody knows me from when I was younger, like I was always focused on making, making good grades, making A's. And I use that energy to become the greatest version of that, of, of, of a kid. I wasn't a bad kid. I, you know, then when I was 13 years old, my grades started slipping. I started losing a lot of weight, lost about, uh, like 30 pounds in two months. Started making D's and L's for the first time in my life. Didn't know what was going on with me. And regardless of how hard I tried for about a year and a half, it was impossible for me to make anything above a C. And once I got diagnosed with Graves' disease, it's hyperthyroidism, and they treated me, I was like, okay, let me channel all of this energy because I could have got depressed Woe was me, but I didn't. I said, I'm going to show everybody, because by that time, everybody thought I was a dumb mother uh, person. Uh, <laughs> and when I started thinking about, okay, Felipe, you were one of the smartest kids in your class. Now, all of a sudden, this this, 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 this illness has caused you to fall to the back. I was like, I got two and a half years to regain as much as this title as I could. So I focused the next two and a half years on making sure that I can get into one of the top schools in the country, making sure I graduated in the top 20% of my class, making sure that I could become I, I would score high on the SATs, making sure that I would defy every odd expectation that anybody that now views me as this child, this dumb kid, make everybody eat their words. And when I did that, I became hyper-focused because what you got to remember is that your mind is a computer. Your mind runs off an operating system or a program that you put into the program. It can only repeat what you put in it. So if you tell it that my mom passed, my spouse left me, my girl left me, my guy left me, I lost my job, and I'm supposed to be sad. Guess what? It's going to tell you that, okay, it's time to be sad. Anytime a memory comes up. If you tell it that, I want to, or I am going to, Use the energy 
from this situation to become the best version of myself, guess what happens? It starts to because it's, it can only, it has to obey what you put into it. It's kind of like they say women, you know, when they, <laughs> when they get divorced or they break up with a guy, like she licking her greatest. Cause you know what women do? Women say, okay, you, you, you leaving me or I left you or whatever the situation is. Oh, you going to regret. You're going to regret leaving me, playboy. And women do it. You see them, they in the gym. And they say, you know, wait a minute, hold on. Hold on, wait a minute. (laughs) I know I left. Can I get another chance? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But y'all women know what I'm talking about. Y'all ever have, you know, one of them moments where you're like, yeah, I'm going to show this dude. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, But yeah, so try and channel that energy to harness good things in your life. Sorry, to manifest good things in your life. Harness that energy for the greater good of you and the memory of that person. Because regardless of how much we cry, how much we feel sad, it's not going to bring them back. So if energy is energy, why not use that energy to manifest greatness in your life. And you will see your life change in profound ways. Every time I think about whether it was a divorce or anything else that I've gone through in my life, and I have used this principle of harnessing the energy. I didn't even realize that I was doing it until I really thought about it when I had to do it in regards to my mom. Yes, it takes a lot to do, but what I want to tell you is that as you're doing it, you will regret not ever doing it because you will see how much time you've wasted on being sad because of, you know, Johnny left a peanut or whatever his name is, or Sally, Sally Sue, Barbara Karen, <laughs> whoever left, you know, you'll be, you know, you'll be kicking yourself like, wait a minute, I wasted all this time worried about this joker, grieving over the loss of love. And it's pointless. We only have one life to live. And as long as we are living that life to the fullest, you'll always be able to accomplish those things that you want to accomplish. And as a good friend of mine told me that you, if you use the energy for good, the universe will conspire for your good. And that is a factual and sound principle.
Tonight's show has been a show that I am honored to be able to have. And I know we normally go a lot longer than this, but when I think about my mom, I just think about a woman that was a single mom and had to do everything on her own. And the one thing that I want everybody watching this or listening to this to understand is that you are not alone regardless of how lonely you believe that you are. That person that you felt like left you in death is still with you. Their energy never leaves. Once you start to understand that, you will become unstoppable. And what I want to tell my mom before we end this broadcast is that, Mom, I love you, I adore you, and I honor you, and I honor any single mom that is listening to this, single parent that is listening to this. I honor you because even though you were not perfect, you were the perfect mom for me because had it not been for you, I would not be the man that I am tonight. Today, sorry. <laughs> sorry. You know, mom, I love you and I adore you and everybody. Hope everybody enjoys their Christmas and you all have an amazing holiday season. When we come back at the beginning of the year, we're about to go crazy. And I'm going to let you know that I, I, I love all of y'all and everybody that's reached out and we got some big things coming. This is Felipe Barganier with the business of your mind signing off until 2021. Love y'all. Peace.